podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I'm joined... By my always lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, just another week of uh, fending off the Thanksgiving apologists on Twitter. But other than that, uh, I'm doing okay. Well, you deserve it. You don't. You hate Thanksgiving. It's part, part of it is the just the contrarian in me. But I don't. I still don't like the food. So that's what is wrong with you. I just. I like I said on on uh, Twitter today. Uh, give me goldfish crackers and Miller Lite, and I'm and I'm good. Yeah, for, like that's it. That's your diet. <laughs> that's it. I'll probably, no water, no water, no bread. I'll probably live a long, a long life. Yeah, no Miller Lite, <laughs> dude. By the way, I would, I would, I would go Bud Light over Miller Lite. Oh no! Don't say it. Yeah, of course I would. And now I live in the South, so I have to. Wait, is that true? I mean, it. it is that... I like. I I will take Bud Light over Miller Lite. Oh man! Well, man, we, we're gonna have to talk in further detail about this because <laughs> I, as long as it's not cores, if it's cores, I, no, I'd actually it's have not to cores. quit the podcast right now. It's not cores. It's not. But people like beer snobs are gonna probably already. They probably already have turned off the, oh, the podcast. I, I think we're gonna probably lose like half our Twitter following from all the beer snobs who, who, who they wouldn't put out a fire with Miller Lite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so how how was your uh, fantasy week? Um, it wasn't as good as yours, from what I hear, but um, it was it was okay overall. Steve Smith, uh, my boy, not my yeah. boy, but he saved he saved me some some monies last night uh, on uh, DraftKings. So I am I am grateful to you, oh old hothead Steve Smith. God, I hated last night. I. Man, I was so in position to to win a dollar. I so I just entered like I had like fifteen lineups in a dollar entry tournament just because that's that's because I'm I I play like that. I play. I'm just a huge cash game grinder. So whenever I play tourneys, I don't put in a lot. I usually just play dollar to five dollar tourneys. Mm-hmm. And I had that lineup that put up two hundred twenty eight points on DraftKings, and then the Bills defense, Robert Woods, and Justin Forsett happened, and I got eighth. Uh yeah, you know, I mean, Forsett going bananas like that. Uh, I I'm not, I'm not I'm sure it wasn't like unforeseen by everybody, but uh that 180 yards and two scores, that's right. I was I was just so like like that Bills game too. Like who uses Robert Woods? That's what I was wondering, but I was in a lot of contests where I was looking at the winners and you know the 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 big uh, cash finishers and they almost all had Robert Woods in them. It's unbelievable. Like, who is using Robert Woods, and why? Why don't like, like I want, I want the book that you're using. Exactly. So yeah. So like Chris Hogan, uh, uh, you know, emerges as uh, like a nice PPR option, and so you play Robert Woods naturally. Naturally, naturally. The thing is, is that like I can understand when you randomly play Robert Woods. And because you're you're making the most contrarian lineup imaginable, because I mean, let's be honest, the, the matchup was pretty good, but. When you use Robert Woods with like very very smart options throughout your lineup to get you to that point of winning a tournament to begin with, it's it just it's maddening, right? Or, or I mean, 
I definitely understand using Robert Woods in if you were playing in like a little game, like um, like a prime time game only. Uh, yeah, right, right. I mean, that, but that's the only scenario in which I would even dream of be, of like of like plugging him. In. I, that's just it blows. Yeah, wow. yeah. So one of the, I mean, the dude who won that it was the 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 big dollar one that they do on on DraftKings every week, the, like twenty nine thousand person entry or, or lineup entry, and the the guy who won put up like twelve more points than I did just because he had Robert Woods and Justin Forsett. Oh my. It was just, and then like I lost, I, I dropped like three spots after the the uh, the Bills had that uh, special teams touchdown. It was just so tilting. Yeah, so tilting. Yeah, uh, I feel like going into, uh, you know, going into a, a, a Monday Night Football with with a lead in a tournament is like trying to dodge a thousand bullets coming at you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even if absolutely. even if you have people going that night, and you had stills going right. Yeah, well, I did. I that was. A, I had another lineup going that. I mean, like, I I just had an absurd week, Denny. Like, I'm not trying to like brag. I just had an absurd week. There was a there was a stills lineup that that put up like two two fifteen or something like that. So if that if that if stills would have scored, it could have done something. But uh, he was still pretty solid. I used them in a lot of cash games this week. Yeah, uh, I actually I really thought that he was like on the verge for you know a few drives there late in the game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was still. I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, those those kind of just like even even if you're a low stakes guy, I, you know, I, I put in a decent amount of money. Like I said, I usually I usually just play cash games and grind. Uh, but you know, it's still fun. Even even when it doesn't go your way, it's just fun that like this is a thing mm-hmm. that like you can play D, DFS like that. Oh, of um, course, yeah. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to touch on before we get into our streamers, someone asked us on Twitter last week how we got our intro. And that we needed to tell the story of the intro. Yeah. So I figured I would just kind of tell this story to newer listeners because I think we've told it before. Um, but but basically, well, first of all, I do, I, I do want to say also that I apologize if my audio isn't as good good today because I'm up in Pittsburgh at my my fiance's uh, parents' place. So I don't want my I don't I didn't I didn't carry I didn't take my my sweet microphone. Yeah. Well, my audio is crappy as ever as always. So that's. Yeah, it's because you use a 1984 computer. It works. <laughs> um, but the intro. So, obviously, the intro is, is like, we know it's terrible. We're fully aware. I'll never forget the first time. So, what we did was, so, basically, I sent a a note to someone on Fiverr.com. If you've never gone to Fiverr, you should go there because it's awesome. So, I sent a note to this guy on Fiverr, and I was like, hey, I really like your music. I like what you do on Fiverr.com. And he responded, and he's like, okay, I'll make a song for you. So $5, I send him notes about what the podcast is like. And I said, it's a fantasy football podcast. It's called Living the Stream, and we do it weekly. Uh, we give we give what are called streaming recommendations, uh, which are basically <laughs> predictions based on, on opposition matchups. <laughs> opposition matchups. Uh, and the, the, we do want to mention the hosts, J.J. Zacharyson <laughs> and Denny Carter. And, and, and again, it's called living the stream. And he, he, instead of like being creative, he, he just read what I said verbatim. Like he just, he just saw a block of, he just saw like eight bullet points. And he said, I'm going to make a song out of this. And I'll never forget when I sent you over the intro because what the, the, the real listeners of the, our true listeners are the ones who remember that the very first living the stream was the the intro was family matters the family matters theme yeah and no, i think i think uh um hipster living the streamers will remember that <laughs> yeah exactly 
<laughs> they they will remember the family. And then we did like Full House and other like nineties. And then we were just like, okay, we need an intro. And I sent you over the intro, and you were just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but then, but then we both listened to it like thirteen more times, and that's when we said we've got an intro. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I love it, and I know that some people think that we're serious with it. Like, we think that it's, like, a real great song. Like, a thing, yeah. Yeah, but but obviously, it's ironic, so. Yeah, it's, like, like the way we view our intro is the way that Jay Cutler views football. Yeah, dude, we, we de-gaff. We de-gaff the intro. Right. So that's that's how that came about. Um, before we get into what happened last week, do you want to give a shout-out to our sponsor? Yeah, it's uh, Sportable. Uh, the folks at Sportable, they have a, a great new um, DFS uh, newsletter that goes out each week uh, featuring some of the um, picks by our buddy Rich Rebar. Uh, I, I used a couple of those uh, recommendations last week, and um, and they actually did quite well. So um, I urge you to check that out. You can find them uh, at sportable.is and on the Twitter at Sportable. Uh, NFL at Sportable NFL. Very nice. Uh, let's let's uh, look into what happened last week because we do that on the show. Um, so your defensive picks, you had San Diego. They were they they were strong-ish, right? Uh, yeah, they finished uh, top ten. Uh, oh yeah, didn't they have a def- did they have a touchdown? Um, I think they had a, a pick six or something. Yeah. Uh, well, they had a pick late in the game. Right. Um, but yeah, they they finished as uh, oh no wait they finished as a top um, top eight yeah because they finished with fourteen points they did have a touchdown yes yeah yeah so that was good you had the Colts defense who continued to be uh, or live up to the play any defense against Jacksonville yeah I mean uh, way that's just so easy isn't it yeah it's it's ridiculous they were they they were in a lot of my DFS lineups just for obvious reasons last week. Uh, they were were they top five? Uh, yeah, they were they were top four, uh, just behind the Eagles. They scored fifteen points. Yes, and then you had the Packers on the road against Minnesota. Yeah, that was a miss. Uh, they scored four points. They had two sacks and one interception. Um, you know, I guess it's just uh, another lesson about the risks of starting a uh, a defense on the road. We always want right. home teams there. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and then you had Kansas City uh, against against Oakland on the in that Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned. And you got yeah, you got you got trolled so hard yeah. that night. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I watched some of that game um, afterward, and um, because for some reason I recorded it, and I would say conservatively, just conservatively, the Chiefs dropped four interceptions. And, oh yeah, and li- if applied liberally, I counted six. So yeah, I don't, um, I don't really understand what was happening. But um, I w- we'll talk about this later. I am certainly not backing off uh, streaming against the Raiders. That was not any kind of indication as to you know their potential to ruin our our uh, streaming uh, situations down the road. Yeah, only on Thursday night football will something like that happen. Oh, God, it was island game. Mm. Yeah, it was awful. Um, and then at quarterback last week, so I mentioned four guys. Uh, one of them wasn't really a streamer, which is why I mentioned four and not three. Uh, and that was Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he did come through with uh, twenty six and a half points. He was the QB three on the week. He did. 
He did he did work against Denver oh, this past week. Man, it was it was crazy. I I, I wish I would have rolled him out in more leagues uh, and lineups and DFS in general last week. Um, he he did great. I mean he's he's shown that throughout this year. You know, whenever there's a favorable matchup, and again he he he's he's owned in far too many leagues now for him to be a streamer. But he he gets the Jets this week. He he's a phenomenal play again this week. When the, when he has a good matchup, he usually takes advantage of it. He's he's usually you know, in that QB eight range. And then last week, obviously he was a QB three. Um, and then also uh, another guy that we had was the one that we went with, uh, uh, on, on the Rob Silver show, uh, as our confidence streamer, if you will. Uh, um, and that was Josh McCown who ended up with 13 points. He was a QB 18. Both of us really wish that we would have known about, I mean, this is hindsight, but we talked about this on the show. We wish that we would have known about Orton playing in a dome. Um, right. we, right. You know, we we could have maybe gained five more points there because Orton wasn't scored eighteen points, was a QB eleven. Um, you know, it, we, you know, ideally that would have been the case, but you know, McCown McCown didn't play well to to be to be truthful. I mean, he had three turnovers. He had plenty of opportunities in that game. He just didn't play play that well. So I I think you know it's unfortunate that that we had McCown, but he didn't he didn't crap out. He wasn't terrible. No, and you know what? Uh, um, I don't know if you saw the end of that game, but. Um, they snuck it on fourth and one yeah. in the game, and if they would have converted, he would have had a legit shot for for another touchdown. I was rooting for that so hard. Yeah, yeah. So he did get that early touchdown though to Mike Evans. So you know he's he had that that floor early in the game, but he it seemed like he only scored like four more fantasy points after that touchdown. Yeah, would he and and the crazy thing is he had three hundred and forty one passing yards. <laughs> right, right, right. It was insane. What is that? It was crazy. Um, and then probably my favorite pick of last week was Zach Mettenberger. Um, yeah. We mentioned, you know, I talked on the podcast last week how the only two quarterbacks who didn't finish with QB1 numbers against Philly this season were Cam Newton and Eli Manning. Cam Newton finished as a QB14. Eli Manning finished about as good as you and I would have. Um, <laughs> you know, but but outside of that game, really, outside of that Eli game, that Giants game where they just had, and you mentioned this on the podcast as well, the hesitation we had with Mettenberger was the potential that he could Eli Manning and not have enough time in the pocket to, to do anything. Yeah. Um, but he had, he got so much garbage time. Uh, Delaney Walker went off. That was awesome to see too. It was, everything just kind of came together. He scored almost 20 fantasy points. He was a top 10 quarterback. It's just another reason why you target that Philadelphia defense, because here's the thing, you know, I'll, I'll mention this in a second with, with Denver, uh, but Philly runs, uh, so it's such an up-tempo offense that, that, like we've said, you know, opposing quarterbacks are seeing a lot of volume. But at the same time, Philly's secondary just isn't that good. So when you combine the two, I mean, you get you get fantasy quarterback studs. I mean, it's it's even with even with Mettenberger, it's the same deal. Um, you know, with what we saw from um, Kirk Cousins earlier this season and and Chad Henney earlier and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it's it's a defense that you need to target in fantasy football. Um, and then at tight end, we, we talked about Kobe Fleener, obviously. Uh, and then we mentioned Charles Clay as well, who, 
um, didn't play. Yeah, I, and I actually uh, was really excited about Deion Sims for like three minutes before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before. What do you have? Four, four for thirty-one. So he wasn't that bad in PPR. And he missed least. a touchdown by like six inches. Yeah, and I think yeah. I, I um, exorcist vomited all over my living room when that. No, oh, nice. Because <laughs> that's usually the reaction to a non-Deion Sims <laughs> touchdown. Hey, listen. When you just plugged him into like five tournament lineups, that happens. Okay? <laughs> Dion Sims making you exorcist vomit. <laughs> I can't believe this is a term. It, it's really gross. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Uh, so that was week 12. I'd say solid all around. I sure. think, you know, as we're moving forward, we're we're obviously getting better. That's just what happens whenever you stream. It's 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 nice. It really is. I mean, the 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 uh, more data we have to work with, the easier it is to to pinpoint these things. I mean, if you think back to you know, week one, two, three, four, that, that was very difficult to uh, pinpoint a, a great matchup compared to what we have now. Yeah, when we were using Geno Smith and Jake Locker. Whew. Those were the those, days. Those were the days. Uh, all right, Denny, why don't you talk some defensive streamers for week 13? All right, well, uh, just to preface this, uh, everybody can find uh, my defensive streaming scores at thefakefootball.com. They were posted a few hours ago for week 13. Um, uh, so, uh, last week, um, the streaming scores did really well. The top five streaming scores had four top 10, um, defenses, um, in, including the Eagles, Bears, Colts, and, and Niners. So it was a good, good week for streaming scores, but, uh, on to week 13, um, the, the giants obviously are the, don't think it's special. Don't, over, <laughs> don't think it, don't overthink it's special. Of the week, uh, they're at Jacksonville. I know we just talked about, you know, we don't want um, uh, road defenses. But I would say that the Jaguars are clearly uh, an exception to that rule. Um, I'm I'm fine with playing the Giants um, over anyone this week uh, against, uh, you know, Blake Bortles and company. Uh, they have the top streaming score of the week. Um, so uh, I'm going with uh, the Giants. Uh, I'm going with the Rams who play um, at or they play at home against the Raiders. Um, they have the third highest streaming score of the week. Um, and I, I just uh, I have a lot of faith in the fact that uh, the Rams defense can force uh, Derek Carr to throw it a lot. And I actually think that's a good thing. I know he just came off of this you know, emotional win that, that win felt like a Super Bowl, right? The most like, emotional, the most emotional first win I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you had, you know, Derek Carr falling on his knees, yes. you know, going crazy. He was, he was praising Alex Smith. Did you notice that? Yeah. I, I was wondering what Alex Smith had anything to do with it when he, right. the first thing he said was, you know, I, I want to thank Jesus for this. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. He, he thanked the opposing quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you know, this, this is so messed up. It's the good, no, it's it's a good it's good sportsmanship, I think. Right? Yeah, true. Um. Anyway, yeah, no, it's a good point. I I I almost missed that. So, uh, anyway, the Rams Raiders game is expected to be um, the second lowest scoring uh, of the week. Obviously, I mean, come on. Um, and uh, the the Raiders are um, giving up uh, a lot more. Uh, fantasy production to defenses on the road than they are at home. Um, so, uh, and I think a prime example of that is how the Chargers fared against Oakland at Oakland, and then how they fared against uh, the Raiders in San Diego this year. 
So uh, get the Rams if you can um, and stream them with uh, with a lot of confidence. Um, I actually I think the the Dolphins are owned in too many yeah leagues. They're they're so the Dolphins defense is really legit. Right, right. So obviously, your favorite team, Denny. Yeah, my favorite team. I get so mad when you say that. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so the um, so I'm, the Giants, Rams, and my, and finally the Colts, uh, who are still out there in like seventy seventy two percent of leagues at last check. They're playing Washington uh, in Indianapolis. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that this is um like the cake uh matchup like i i actually think that the colts might have a little bit of a low floor in this one but with rg3 at the helm i think that every team has a high uh, a high ceiling against washington um i actually think that the worst thing that could happen to uh the colts defense is for rg rg3 to be benched for colt mccoy and i actually never thought i would say that sentence but i just did it's amazing, dude. You you totally crushed uh, the 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 hopes and dreams for RG three owners at the beginning of the year when you mentioned that RG three was going to be a stream worthy quarterback this year. Not only, but you you mentioned that only as m- mentioned that mostly as like he's going to be on the waiver wire, uh, but he's not even stream worthy. No, you can't stream him. No, I mean, you can't even come close to touching RG three. It's just amazing. I I mean he's he's in an offense. Uh, that clearly doesn't fit him or he doesn't fit it or whatever. Um, and he's basically been taken out of the game by by his coach, by his coordinator, whatever. I mean, if you watch the that Niners game last week, uh, he was allowed to do very little. I mean, um, it was a handoff. It was a bunch of safe throws. Uh, I think I saw one design run, maybe two. Uh, so he is, he's just so unappealing on a fantasy level, well, on, on every level, but I think particularly on a fantasy level right now. Yeah. Jay, Jay Gruden is such a bad head coach. I, I was, I, I wrote about that whenever, whenever Washington signed him, what he did in Cincinnati was so overrated. It was unbelievably overrated. Well, didn't they, um, they just destroyed really bad defenses. And Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all it really came down to him. And not only that, but like, if you look at what the, the, the offense, so like a lot of people are going to look at points scored and, and yards and stuff. If you look at like NEP, for instance, and the net expected points metric that we use at number fire, I mean, they were, they were basically average for the three years that he was offensive coordinator there. Hmm. And Andy Dalton didn't get any better. I mean, he didn't he didn't really show improvement, especially considering like you just said when they, they mostly just beat up on really bad defenses. Right. That was that's that's Andy Dalton's game, which is an incredible segue. Incredible segue <laughs> to get into quarterback oh, I'm going I'm going I'm going to start with Andy Dalton. He he's owned in like 50% of leagues, so he's not like he's he's not necessarily as as highly owned as Ryan Tannehill, I don't think. Uh, but I should mention Dalton as well. Um, he's pl- he's uh, playing Tampa Bay this week, who's obviously been terrible against the pass all year. They've been better the last few weeks, though, which is something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, but they still rank 30th uh, against the pass, according to number fire metrics. They've allowed five top 10 quarterback performances this year. And like we just said, Andy Dalton is the king of tank- taking advantage of non-divisional easy matchups. I say that because division games, he's bad. I did a study on this. Division games, he's bad. Top half defenses, he's bad. When you get a team like you saw New Orleans a couple weeks ago, gold. That is gold for Andy Dalton. Uh, so I think with AJ Green back and looking good, I think Dalton's a, a pretty solid solid play this week. Um, 
Anything to add? You like Dalton? Um, yeah, he. Uh, I, I I know. I remember your 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 study on on that. Uh, the game split uh, app on Rotoviz shows that uh, he has uh, a a five almost a five and a half point split between when he takes on top half pass defenses and bottom half. Yeah, half. that's so ridiculous. So that, that's a huge. I know five and a half points in a one week span may not seem like huge, but a huge thing, but over however many years before this is fourth year in the league, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a lot. That's significant. That's very significant. Um, so yeah, I, I, if Dalton's out there, I'd play Ryan Tannehill and Dalton, but I think that the number one, like true streamer this week has to be Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously he, Alex Smith is like Brian Hoy, like a, a better version of Brian Hoyer in terms of fantasy where like his ceiling is mostly his floor. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. And, and like, and that's, that's fine. It's not like, it's not terrible, but what you get with Alex Smith this week is he's facing a Denver defense. Like I was mentioning with Philly that has faced the most passing plays in the entire league. They've faced 31 more dropbacks than, than Philadelphia has this year, wow. uh, which is, which is um, amazing. When you think about it, it's almost an extra game worth of, of throws. Um, so uh, the last time that, that Alex Smith played Denver, he had 14 and a half fantasy points and he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Um, Denver's allowed four top five quarterback performances this year already uh, with every non-Drew Stanton quarterback scoring 13.8 or more fantasy points. Wow. So, you know, I, I think he's in great shape to, to have that floor like we talked about. And maybe, just maybe, maybe Jason Avant will score a touchdown. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll be the first wide receiver too. Yeah, I mean, you know, le- leagues are going to hinge on that too. Absolutely. He's going to make you do your, your, your exorcist vomiting. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I prefer personally, I prefer Dalton, um, over, over Tannehill this week. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Okay. That's fair. I, I, I think I'd still go Tannehill, but I, I can totally understand Dalton because of, of the ceiling that he has against really bad defenses. Um, and then, uh, a few, a few other guys, I think the next guy on the list would be Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I'm assuming that Mark Sanchez is, is, is owned in, in a lot of leagues as well. Well, uh, yeah, he's available in more than half. Oh, well then I'll throw Mark Sanchez out there as well. I'm just going to throw a bunch of names out there. Um, <laughs> just because I know, you know, all leagues are different with quarterbacks, especially like this late in the season, all leagues are just very different because, um, you'll see a lot of ownership where it's like between 20 and 40%, meaning, you know, there, there's a lot of catering that you can do with, with your streaming picks. Um, and I think, with, you know, like Dalton, for instance, like we need to mention him in case he is owned. But yeah, Mark Sanchez, if he's owned, if he's out there, you should snag him because he's throwing 40 plus times per game in an offense. Yeah. Um, uh, but Teddy Bridgewater is another guy. He was actually top a top 10 quarterback last That's week. That's unreal uh, to me. I cannot believe he put up those numbers against Green Bay. I would have bet so much against that. Yeah, I know. Me too. It was, that was that was pretty crazy. He's, he's got some like crazy rapport right now with uh Charles Johnson. Johnson. He's the the number one, the unquestioned number one receiver in Minnesota. Yeah, he's he's a metrics freak though. Like I gotta I gotta give props to people like a like Davis Maddock was all is all over Charles Johnson and was all over Charles Johnson. A lot of the Rotoviz guys, a lot of those guys who who look at at those those college uh, athletic freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Johnson fits the bill, and he, he's he's coming he's coming in and and you know he's been cut by a couple teams already but he's he's played well with with Minnesota and on a team that really needs wide receiver help let's be honest i mean, I mean and and it's amazing right i mean he was cut by cleveland right right they were he was cut yeah he was cut by a team that need wide receivers that's, more than any other team arguably in the nfl and now he's that's so he's bad. 
he's looking like the the top wide receiver option in Minnesota's offense. And let's not forget that Kyle Rudolph is healthy. Uh, he had uh, five targets last week, caught three balls for 50 yards. I think that's going to help uh, Teddy Bridgewater out a lot as well. Um, Carolina is playing in Minnesota this week. So it's good that, that uh, Teddy will be at home. Uh, Carolina, just for, for reference of how bad they've been this year, I mean, we know they've been horrible, but from a, a pass defense perspective, they've given up seven QB1 performances uh, this year, including every single week outside of one since week four. Wow. So uh, Russell Wilson's the only one who didn't. If you remember that game, he had plenty of opportunities to, to – I, I remember I remember vividly – I remember Marshawn Lynch dropping a touchdown pass in that game uh, where – you know, that was kind of when Seattle's offense, I mean, it's still really not uh, crazy good right now. But at the same time, you know, that's when Seattle's offense, it's when the Percy Harvin thing was going yeah. on and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Teddy is actually a really sneaky play in deep leagues. Um, and then two really, really deep plays that um, are actually <laughs> the starting quarterbacks for my fishbowl team. Uh, the Superflex team and, and Scott Fish runs that Fishbowl uh, league mm-hmm. with like with like nine thousand teams. So I made I made the playoffs in that league based on points. And my quarterback plus my Superflex is Sean Hill and Drew Stanton. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I had I had Fitzpatrick, Carson Palmer, uh, EJ EJ Manuel. It was fun, fun while it lasted. Um, <laughs> so. I think Sean Hill and, and Drew Stanton in like really deep leagues, you you could maybe do worse. I would play Sean Hill over Stanton probably. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders rank twenty first against the pass according to number number fire metrics. They've allowed ten or more uh, points to every fantasy quarterback this year. Um, so I think you know he does have a floor. It's just obvious that there's not like a massive ceiling with a guy like Sean Hill. Yeah, well, and I would say the opposite about Stanton. I I think exactly Stanton exactly has. Uh, probably a terrifying floor, but you know the the way that he just kind of chucks it downfield. I mean, against that Atlanta defense, it could it could work. <laughs> it could, or or it could be it could turn out like Brian Hoyer last right, week, it, where exactly, yeah. Like I think it, I think Stanton could go for like eight points or twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean Hoyer. I don't know if you watched that that uh, the Josh Gordon's rebirth last weekend mm-hmm. yeah uh but like it was like Hoyer was just forcing it to Gordon like people are very very excited and I'm excited too about the amount of targets that Gordon got yeah. but like we have to recognize that Brian Hoyer threw a couple picks looking Gordon's way uh, like yeah. it, the one in the end zone was just I mean come on well I'm, yeah I'm just Gordon saying. didn't seem particularly interested in catching that anyway sure sure but I, I do think there were there were with Hoyer you know that's that's what you're getting from him these days. Mm-hmm. He, he's 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 been so much less efficient since like week five or six. It is out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but like that's, I, I kind of look at what he did last week as what could potentially happen with Drew Stanton. Like I'm not excited about starting Drew Stanton in a two QB league at all yeah, this week. Sure, sure, yeah, because it could be a, a, a debacle. I mean, I've I um I traded away and or dropped pretty much every Cardinal share that I had after Palmer went down um, because I just, I just wanted to bail on that offense. So what's, what's amazing is that John Brown might be the best asset in that offense right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's crazy. Andre Ellington is the least effective running back in the entire NFL. According to number five. I totally believe that. I mean, he, his efficiency numbers are horrendous. 
Yeah, it's, it's so bad. He's He's got like a negative 30 nap or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Uh, all right, so those are those are the guys. Uh, you know, I mentioned Sanchez, Tannehill, and Dalton as guys that you should throw out there. I like Tannehill more than Dalton. Denny likes Dalton more than Tannehill. Uh, but I think that in, in most leagues, your number one streamer this week is going to be Alex Smith, just given who's on the waiver wire. Teddy Bridgewater is, is the number two of, like, a reasonable guy on the waiver wire. And then in desperation, Sean Hill and Drew Stanton. So there's a lot of guys there, but I think that it's catering to, to every kind of league. And, you know, with with uh, with Smith, I guess the hope is that, you know, he has to throw a lot. They have to keep up with that Denver offense. Um, and, you know, maybe that means that they actually use Travis Kelsey for more than like maybe more than like three times a game. So how how amazing was it that that Fasano got that touchdown last week? He all, all Anthony Fasano does is troll Travis Kelsey owners. I have Fasano in our two mugs league. Did I tell you that? You do? And he was on the bench. I've, so. I've stopped I stopped paying attention to that league after just – I've lost like five games by one or two points in that league. Yeah, you've, so had, you've had horrendous, horrendous luck. Yes, not fun. But the hair is doing well. The hair, yes. Yeah. All right, uh, let's just briefly talk tight ends. We're not going to get into Twitter questions tonight because it's a holiday week and we have a lot to do. Um, so, And I apologize for that. People were kind of upset about that. I know, I know. I, I feel bad. You know what, though? We'll do double the questions next week, and we want non-football-related questions, too. Yes, yes. Like and, by, and by double the questions, you mean we're going to read every question twice and give the answer twice. And give a different answer each time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, so why don't you give a tight end recommendation? So, uh, I know (laughs) Eric Ebron is not really appealing on any level except for this one. The bears, uh, when adjusted for strength of schedule are giving up an unbelievable 20.4 fantasy points per game to tight ends. Um, they are the worst by far. The jets are second worst giving up 17.4. So there's a three point gap there. Uh, I, I know uh, uh, Joseph Fourier was was targeted in the end zone last week. I'm not sure if that's like a thing again in Detroit where they're just gonna yeah, throw it up to him. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't caught it. I mean, I know he's been that whole trio has been hurt all year. Yeah. So I don't know if that if that's a situation that's going to persist. But uh, Ebron, uh, JJ, you said he has had uh, six, seven catches in the last two games. Yeah, six catches over the last two. Um, so, so he has some involvement and. So I think that if if you're really if you're in a really deep league, you're really scraping by at tight end. I think Ebron is 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 the clear play. Um, you know that the those Bears. Um, I looked at their um, the the coverage grades, pass coverage grades for Bears linebackers and safeties on Pro Football Focus, and um, needless to say, they are among the lowest in the league. So. Um, so get get Ebron if if you really you know I guess you'll probably have to be a fourteen team league at least at, at minimum, yeah. Um, and then uh, and then secondly, um, uh, Niles Paul if Jordan Reed is indeed out this week, um, Paul makes a a decent play. I mean I I would be really bullish on Paul if you know Colt McCoy was in there again. Right. I believe I'm saying this, but I am. Um, the the Colts give up twelve point four. Uh, schedule adjusted uh, points to tight ends, which is um, right about in the middle of the league. So it's not, not good, not, not bad. Uh, but um, yeah, so that I, I would go, gosh, I guess I would go Paul first and then. Yeah, it's rough. Run. 
Yeah, it's 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 rough. And I I actually I wasn't like I was very I was honestly I was very close to using Paul as a punt play in DFS last week and then I was like, you know what? That would like because Delaney Walker was playing, I went with Delaney and that really paid off. You are <laughs> like that was yeah. You are. That was that was very lucky. Yeah. Uh but Paul was it was unfortunate cuz he's He's the only t- he was the only tight end in that offense, uh, pass catching one. Other than I mean, if you consider Dad Runner Paulson uh, a pass catching tight end, oh my, uh, a reasonable one. And look, it's, like, every time I look at Logan Paulson, he's doing something bad. Yeah, like he's doing something wrong. I know. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't even know if he's a Dad Runner so much as he's just like he's the the character, the X Men character Sabretooth dressed up as a football player, <laughs> right? He's just, just Sabretooth. He's he's so bad. It's like he's never played football before, and he's somehow made it to the NFL. Uh, um, so like it's frustrating. That I, it was a tough matchup last week for the Redskins. Hopefully, it's a little bit easier this week, and hopefully, Niles Paul gets a little bit more involved if Jordan Reed's not playing. Um, so I, I think that the the top streamer this week. Uh, I'm going to go back to Charles Clay, who didn't play last week because of an injury, and Deion Sims. If you want to just throw him in there yeah. as a desperation as well, it's you know he can, you know he he played the same kind of. Uh, uh, Role that yeah, thank you, thank you, Dan. Gotcha. That that Charles Clay would have played in that offense last week with a four for thirty one line. Um, but yeah, you know Charles Clay, it's the same kind of data that we had last week. His seventeen receptions on twenty three targets over his last three games games played. Uh, he gets to face a Jets defense that really can't stop anything. Mm-hmm. Like that that defense is so bad. That offense is so bad. That team is dreadful, and the Steelers lost to them. It, I don't even. Do you know? Do you know how miserable no. that makes me feel? No, I don't. I I honestly don't. I mean, when I think back to my fan fanhood days, I just I that would keep me up at night. Oh, it was. It's terrible. It's still terrible that we lost to them in the Bucks. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, uh, but the the Jets have given up double digit PPR points to. to tight end group so t- team tight ends and all but one week since week two so considering you know th- there's not really other tight end options uh in uh, Miami if if Charles Clay does go or if Charles Clay doesn't go I think that you know you're in good shape to perhaps see um a reasonably high floor uh from from either Sims or or Clay I uh I knew I was in trouble last week when Clay was declared out because uh Evan Silva um played uh Jar- Jarvis Landry uh, yeah. against me in our in our apex league and yeah and i was i was like, oh well I'm, I'm done i mean and then of course landry you know turns into megatron for a day yeah dude landry's been sick i know like, I, like his his ppr numbers are amazing i know i am uh i'm so mad at myself for having him nowhere yeah well that's what you get for being a dolphins fan i i think it has something to do with that honestly i think it has something to do with me being like no no no, no. I can't, I, you know, my, this is my, my former self influencing my waiver wire decisions here. And it's caused by the insecurity uh, perpetrated by you. <laughs> yeah. I, I blame you. That's, that's the only reason why you're playing Dalton over Tannehill this week. I, I probably, but who can know? <laughs> who can know? Oh, man. All right, so that, that pretty much wraps it up. We got Charles Clay at tight end or Deion Sims, and then... Uh, Niles Paul and Eric Ebron for very, very desperation plays. Um, and then at quarterback, we have Tannehill. We have Mark Sanchez, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, Sean Hill, and Drew Stanton. There's a lot of streamers. Yeah. Um, and then at defense, we have the Rams, the Giants, and the Colts. Yeah, and I would do it in this order. Uh, I prefer the Giants, Rams, then Colts. Yes. Reasonable. Okay. Sweet. All right, Denny. Well, that... 
that does it for this episode. Do you want to tell everyone where to find you? Yeah, uh, at cdcarter13 on Twitter. You can find the uh, defensive streaming scores at thefakefootball.com. And I write a, a weekly uh, quarterback streaming piece for uh, 4for4.com. Very cool. Uh, and I am JJ Zacharyson. You can find me over at numberfire.com and on Twitter at LateRoundQB. And Denny, tell me, tell me before we leave, tell me, tell me what your favorite side is, Thanksgiving side. If there's corn, corn, you're gonna pick corn. <laughs> you, have, you have anything to basically anything to choose from, and you're gonna pick corn. You have to understand this about me. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of food. If I could just take a pill that would, you know, make me not hungry anymore, I would do it. So you'll so corn is your choice. <laughs> you're, you're so mad. <laughs> this this episode is is episode fifty whatever, week thirteen streaming and corn. <laughs> I'm going with corn, dude. What is go? Why? I don't know. I I like you know what I like. I like corn mixed with mashed potatoes. That is fantastic. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I'm I'm so white. It's just hard to even make sure you take a picture of your plate on Thursday. Oh yeah, no, and, I will. and post it to Twitter because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in that. I will. People, I mean, people are are out here. I, I I won't be you know surprised if the FBI comes knocking on my door at some point with all the un-American activity stuff that I well, hear on Twitter. I'm thinking that you're probably going to take your little corn kernels and spell out "I hate America" on your plate. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what you're going to do. Anyway, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in week 14. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the Internet Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast.